Hey everyone, you're listening to the Career Quest podcast created out of the Career Center. We will explore and discuss a variety of topics such as inspirational stories of Northwest students, work relevant skills for today's workforce, insights into organizations and their hiring practices, employment and labor market trends, and much, much more. We want to support students by maximizing empowerment through education and experience. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Career Quest podcast, episode nine. I'm your host, Tyra Whitson. We have our guest today, Dale Schaub, here. Uh, we're so excited to have Dale here to talk about entrepreneurship and uh, starting a business. So Dale is the executive in residence reporting to the research department of Norquest College. Dale provides uh, entrepreneurial coaching and services to all Norquest staff and students. Dale is also going to be presenting at our career fair, which is very exciting or depending when this podcast is released, potentially has already presented at our career fair. So thank you so much for being here, Dale, and welcome. Thanks, Tyra. Thanks for having me. So Dale, tell us a bit about yourself and your own career journey leading to where you are now. Oh, boy, long story. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I started my, uh, I guess, career at uh, at Nate is where, where I took marketing. I uh, got myself a diploma from there and then kind of segued into uh, sales roles. And so I actually ended up doing sales and whatever I could. Uh, I, I didn't like sales very much, but, you know, it, it paid the bills. And so whenever I had the opportunity, I, I'd try to do some different stuff. So every sales job, I ended up jumping to a different industry. I try to take roles where I had to also do the email marketing, or I also had to do social media. And so I, I got to learn some of those different opportunities. And so uh, after about 10 years of sales, I was pretty fed up with, uh, of it. And so I ended up switching over to uh, getting a, a role with a company called Business Link. And, and Business Link is a, uh, a nonprofit. They help uh, people start businesses and they help people with business questions, uh, you know, real light touch stuff. So you can call in and you can get a quick answer to your question. Uh, and I literally worked with uh, thousands of customers through that process, calling in every day, helping everybody and got pretty strong at, you know, doing some business consulting. And so uh, when I left there, I, I decided to start my own business and I, you know, I've been fortunate to work on some really exciting projects. I've continued my education, and I've I've gotten really specialized in early stage business development. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've continued to work with a bunch of of uh, you know companies and and individuals. And yeah, I've really yeah developed a little bit of a resume. So uh, yeah, it's uh, you know really my pleasure to. Uh, uh, to now have a contract to work with NorQuest and its students. Uh, and I feel like I can help a lot. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us. And uh, yeah, what an interesting journey. So it sounds like just by taking the opportunities to learn new things and try new things, you got to uh, move forward and continue to develop into something that feels more aligned with you and, and 
where you're at and what you want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've developed a few best practices. Uh, one of the things that I wasn't always financially in a position to do, but absolutely do now is commit myself to spend at least $1,000 every year taking additional education. And so I'm constantly upgrading my skills. And, and if you're in a position, anyone listening to, to do the same, I highly recommend continuing to learn and continuing to develop it. It really helps you a lot in your career and, and your competency in your role, for sure. I love that. That's a great tip about just continuously investing in ourselves as professionals um, so that we can continue to move forward and find growth in that area. So Dale, tell us a bit about your current role now. Absolutely. So broadly speaking, uh, and you mentioned it at the top, I'm around to help Norquest students and staff, faculty, if you don't include yourself in the staff moniker, uh, and I'm around to help you start businesses. So I'm, I'm a completely free service available to anybody with, uh, with a Norquest email, even if you're just there for one class, one open studies course, I'm happy to meet with you uh, and, and help you to develop a business, uh, help you start, connect with financing, help with marketing, help to grow an existing business, uh, really anything and everything related to entrepreneurship. It, it's just a free resource that you get as a, a member of the Norquest family. It's such a great resource available for students and staff at the college. So I'm so glad you're here to, you know, let people know who are listening to this podcast that you're available because this is an incredible resource. The fact that it's free for students and staff to talk to you about uh, starting a business and what that might look like, that's incredible. So I hope that if anyone's listening and they've thought about it or considered it, um, that you know that this resource is available for you and, you know, go talk to Dale. He'll, he'll give you some good insights. So I know that there's a grant opportunity available launching in September. Can you tell us more about that? Who told you about that? No. Um, <laughs> so so uh, I have to be a little careful with this because as of this recording, uh, the ink isn't quite dry on the contracts. Um, but uh, so I can't tell you who's who's going to be financially supporting this program. Um, but if everything goes smoothly, and I don't see why it won't, we should have a program in September that is a fixed program where you're going to be able to work through a series of milestones uh, and by the end, be confident in launching your business. And to cap it all off, uh, I have books that I'm going to be giving to any of the students who are participating. I'm going to be giving, uh, well, I guess I, I, I'm burying the lead here. I will literally pay you $500 to go through the program. So uh, free books, 500 bucks, entrepreneurship training, and, and that's going to be available to any student uh, who is going to be attending at least one class through from September through to March. Hopefully. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. So definitely something to keep our ears and eyes out for. Um, this is such a great opportunity for students and it almost seems too good to be true. I'm wondering if you can give us some insights on what might be the motivating factors for the funders uh, regarding this opportunity. 
Yeah, I, I mean, that's a question I get a lot, which is, you know, why on earth does the government want to, to give money to support entrepreneurship? Uh, and, and in this well, in, in all cases, um, it's interesting that there's actually a lot of support for student entrepreneurship in particular. Uh, students are of a prime age where if you want to get involved in entrepreneurship and learn about entrepreneurship, you've got lots of career lifespan left in you to maybe your first business isn't successful, but your second one could be or your third one could be. And every student that's out there starting businesses are maybe hiring people? Are they themselves generating at least one job for themselves? Probably even more as they're hiring and growing. And yeah, during during your lifespan, you know, you may start large businesses and you know generate a lot of money for the economy. So it's really just the government getting in early, using that compounding effect and and getting you educated and and ready to help help the economy by helping yourself start a business. Awesome. So uh, basically, people starting businesses is good for the economy and the government wants that. Yeah, I suppose that's a simpler way to put it. Absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. There's a lot that goes into starting a business. I've never tried it, but I think that's a pretty educated guess. What are some of the factors that people should anticipate? And what are some of the challenges that people should be aware of? Yeah, I'm, I, I mean, I'm on current, currently on business number two myself. Uh, and, you know, I, I know firsthand that uh, running a business is a little bit like, like owning a car in the sense that you have to remember to fill up the gap, you know, so, so it's running a car, but without all the little lights and buttons, you, you have to remember to, to, to fill up the gas, wipe clean off the windshield, um, wipe down the, uh, the headlights every once in a while, make the payments on the vehicle, buy it, get it registered, right? So there's a lot of these little factors that are kind of ongoing. And for the most part, those little bells and whistles that, that I imaginarily removed from the vehicle uh, are systems that you almost have to set up yourself when you're starting a business. So uh, while I, I, I can't say that there are no guidebooks on how to do it, uh, there certainly are, but there's so much information that it, that it's really quite overwhelming. Uh, so, it, you know, it really, I'm just going to mix my metaphors here and say it's really, you know, you're juggling a lot of different things when you are starting a business, right? You're juggling your marketing, your financing, uh, your legal legalities in terms of getting the business set up. Uh, and, it, you know, it's a little bit of an art form to, to kind of figure it all out. Uh, so, so that's a big challenge for a lot of folks and not everybody gets it all right. Uh, I'm, I'll be the first to admit my very first business suffered because my bookkeeping practices were not any good at all. Uh, in fact, uh, I ended up owing the government a ton of money at the end of each year because I got some bad advice. And I ended up in debt over $100,000 by the time my business folded. So I ran that business for six years and each year ended up getting myself deeper and deeper in debt and I couldn't dig myself out. So I ended up actually closing my business after a lot of frustration, disappointment, you know, sitting on my chair, staring blankly at the wall because I just couldn't deal with it. Uh, and I, I, you know, what I like to tell that story. Well, I don't like telling that story because it happened to me and it hurt, but I, I tell that story because I, I want people to, to know and understand, you know, that, you know, some of the things and, and, 
to this day, I actually love telling people about bookkeeping, how to do proper bookkeeping practices. Uh, and I actually get discounts when I take my accounting in because my books are so meticulous now. So, uh, you know, uh, you, you make mistakes. Your first business might be a failure, but that doesn't mean that you're a failure and you can kind of bring it all around. Well, that's a really lovely message about how, you know, making mistakes doesn't mean that you're a failure. And in fact, it might be a great motivating factor to learn a new skill. And like you said, now you went from, you know, having a business fail because of your bookkeeping to being rewarded for your bookkeeping. So that's huge. So it sounds like there's a lot that goes into starting a business. Whereas if you're working in a role for somebody else's business or for an organization, you have your your niche that you can focus on. When you're starting a business, you have to be aware of all of the aspects because you don't have necessarily a team at first or maybe you're in charge of the team or something like that. Uh, I like your analogy about, you know, you have to keep the car running, but you don't get all the bells. You just have to know. That sounds really challenging. You know, and when things are hard, you have to ask, why would people do it? So can you tell us a bit about the benefits of starting your own business and why you would encourage people to do this? Yeah, you bet. So so everybody's different. And so the benefits to starting a business could could vary wildly. Uh, I, I myself uh, always joke that I'm completely unemployable. Uh, nobody will, will keep me employed for any degree of time. And so I found that if I work for myself, it works really well because even my clients don't have to hang out with me all that much. Um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, you know, that could be one reason. I actually know several people who claim that and they're odd people, so I totally believe it. Uh, but yeah, you know, maybe... Uh, entrepreneurship is the ultimate challenge for you, right? I know a lot of folks who who are very challenge driven. And if they go and work for somebody else, then, you know, they'll never reach their full potential in terms of what they can accomplish. And, uh, you know, I hope this isn't a shock to anybody, but a lot of the time, those challenges, those contests that people put themselves in are measured by money. And so how much money can you accumulate uh, and the best way to do that is through entrepreneurship. So, so you literally have unlimited income potential when you're starting a business. Uh, one of the slides I always show off uh, when I'm doing presentations is one slide which shows the top earners. Uh, if you're working for somebody, the most amount of money that you can make for somebody, and it's uh, the slide itself shows it at about $100,000 a year. But, you know, I know a bunch of people who make $150,000 with with um, uh, overtime and stuff like that. Uh, and then I showed the slide of the richest Canadians in Canada. And of course, those numbers are, are you know, in the, the double digit billions, right? Covering a, a large swath of things. So, so it's not even comparable in terms of how much money you can make to do it. Uh, other folks too, just like the autonomy, right? They like to do things uh, on their own schedule, on their own time, um, you know, maybe there's some disabilities that where they can't, you know, work a full 40 hour week, maybe they don't want to maybe they're, they're smart enough to realize, hey, you know what, I can get by on 20 hours a week or 30 hours a week, and, and make the same or more money. So anyway, like I say, people are complicated, there's lots of really great reasons to start your own business. Uh, yeah, you just really have to not be afraid to dip your toe in it. Awesome. Thanks for sharing some of those benefits to starting a business. Uh, there's definitely a lot there. Now, you offer 
your services to students, which is interesting because students are so busy with their studies. So can you tell me why a student might want to start their business while also being a student and focusing on their studies? Absolutely. You know, it's it's one of my biggest challenges is to, to keep students engaged through the process, which is why I'm literally resorting to paying students to actually stick with the entrepreneurship journey. Uh, but the, the honest truth is that there are so many programs available to students. And it doesn't matter what age group you're in, if you are a student and you're interested in entrepreneurship, I can send you to so much stuff. Uh, so I, and I'm not even exaggerating when I say that there is world-class training available right here in Alberta if you're if you're an entre, if you're a student entrepreneur. Uh, I can connect you to uh, the writers of books who are giving presentations and training specifically students. Why? Because there's a grant that somebody got that is paying to bring them in. Um, there's prize money, like crazy prize money that you can get by pitching and winning competitions, probably more so than there are out in, in the real world for, for everybody who's not a student. Prize money, pitch competitions, uh, world-class training, uh, events, uh, networking, like phenomenal opportunities right across the spectrum. There's a, a whole bunch of different programs out there uh, and a big part of what I do with the school is it's not just helping but you know I want to help you to get get you going but through the process I also want to connect you to other resources so to give you an example I'm actually looking right now for some engaged students uh, and then at the end of March I'm going to be asked to say who do I recommend to go to 150 startups and this is a, a province-wide program they will yeah, for right off the gate, you you have the opening weekend where you have a chance to win prize money. Uh, then you're going to go through training uh, throughout the summer where, where you have to accomplish certain milestones and you're going to get reimbursed for all the work that you've done on your business, win more prize money, coaching, etc. At the end of it all, you're going to go to the Calgary Stampede and pitch in the Innovation Rodeo, which is which is a contest that they run during the Calgary Stampede. Pitch for a crowd uh, where you will describe your business and you have a chance. I think first place was like $10,000. Uh, and last year, uh, I think the person who won it uh, came up with the idea of pimple cream. Uh, and I'm like, you know, I, I think that that one's new, but the judges apparently never heard of it before. So so anyway, she ended up winning. I, I don't know. Ju judging was an issue last year. Um, but yeah, so so. You know, I think you, anybody listening can beat pimple cream. So, you know, come on, step on up, claim that money uh, and, and yeah, do a little work on your business before, before we get there. Wow. Awesome. So yeah, being a student, there are just so many resources available to you that maybe won't be available to you once you're no longer a student. So it's great to, you know, take advantage of those resources now. It's a similar message we send to students about um, with the career center, the career coaching services. Sometimes students will say, well, I don't want to get a job while I'm a student. So why would I practice an interview or why would I create a resume? And, you know, because these services are available for you for free while you're a student. So you might as well use them, you know, get a start on your resume, get a start on your interview skills so that when you're no longer a student, 
and these resources are no longer available to you, you've already benefited from them. So I feel like a similar concept there with the services that you provide. Absolutely. You know, if you're listening and you're an alumni, come chat with me. But yes, you know, all those programs uh, and many, many others, which I'd love to just go on forever about, uh, are not available to you, uh, but they are still available to students while in school. So use them before you lose them. Great. Okay. So I'm curious, based on your insight and your experience, what would you say is the most important skill for someone who wants to become an entrepreneur or start a business? This is a tough one. I feel like this is the, the holy grail of business questions uh, to answer. Uh, so obviously, I've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs, worked with, uh, with a lot of students at this stage. Uh, and uh, I would almost say that the most important skill is almost an intangible. So I've seen students with literal million dollar ideas who I'm still working with and still trying to guide them along, but probably are going to fumble the ball. Uh, you know, meanwhile, I've seen, a, I have a student with a, a incredibly lame idea uh, with, with love. I mean, I mean that, but he's been working it so well. Uh, and he's such a, you know, he's got that it where he just gets it. He's coachable. He, he, he understands the ecosystem. And I, I very seriously think he might end up pivoting that idea into something significant. And so, uh, you know, if, if I were to try to put it into better words than that, uh, I would say uh, trainable uh, and it's a combination of being trainable, but also persistent, some sort of a, uh, you know, odd combination word, you know, of those two features which is probably going to be the most important skill for an entrepreneur to have. Cool. So that it factor, the je ne sais quoi, something in the realm of trainable and persistent. I like it. Do you have a personal philosophy about starting a business? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd mentioned at the top that that really my specialty is in early stage businesses, uh, and my my particular philosophy is is all around testing, and so you know you can you can do a bunch of research and you can do this and do that, but but the key in in my mind, and again, there's different philosophies out there, is really all about kind of getting out there and testing the idea in different forms, right? And so right out of the gate, you know, you're going to want to talk to customers and, and learn how they buy and how, you know, how a particular problem affects them and, and how is it that they kind of overcome their solutions. Then maybe you're going to want to see how often people search for a solution to this problem. Maybe you're going to want to look at, you know, some discussion forums to see if people are complaining about it, right? And then I want to take it up a notch from there, right? Maybe I want to develop a, a, a prototype, like a, a design or 3D rendering or something, something physical that I can then show to a customer and get feedback on in terms of its design. And then I want to take it up a notch there. And maybe I want to do a crowdfund or I want to do a full uh, launch, uh, you know, short launch, like a pop-up store or something like that, right? And so, you know, incremental testing and feedback throughout the entire process is, uh, again, my long answer, my long answer to your great question. Amazing. I can really hear the passion in your voice when you talk about these things. 
I'm wondering, what is, it, what is it that you love about the work that you do? I bore easily. Um, and absolutely everything about my job is a new and different and exciting uh, thing, right? I get to talk to students with new ideas, people with new ideas. We're at different stages of business, all in different industries, all working on different projects. Uh, I'm building things. I'm helping people. No two day, my every day is different. And then I, I don't know. Ever since I was a little kid, I've I've always had a passion for for business. Uh, I remember being asked what I wanted to be when I grew up, and my answer was a millionaire, um, and which everyone thought was a great answer. But then they said, "Okay, how are you going to be a millionaire?" And after thinking about it for a second, I said, well, "I guess I'll have to." Uh, get going in business. And, and yeah, so that's kind of where I've been at ever since. I love that. It's clearly a really great fit for you. One thing that I love is seeing people really step into the things that they are clearly meant to do, things that are a really great fit for them. So it's really inspiring to see you being a person who has found something that's such a great fit for you. Are there any external resources about starting a business that you want to share with everybody listening? Yeah, my, my previous employer had a list and I think there were like 450 different resources in Alberta to help somebody with entrepreneurship. Uh, you know, so absolutely insane. So so when, when we're talking about resources, I'm gonna narrow it down a little bit specifically to students. Uh, and say, yeah, uh, 150 startups I mentioned is, is the program that's going to be running over the summer. Uh, but even getting involved with it now, they run such great programming. Uh, League of Innovators does training, ongoing training, uh, specifically for anybody under 25 years old. Um, if you end up going into 150 startups programming, you could win uh, uh trips to Draper University, which is a Silicon Valley uh, program, literally located in California, Silicon Valley, California, and they take students. And so, uh, yeah, you can actually, uh, literally one of Norquest's students has, has won her way into a trip down to California uh, where she's going to learn uh, from the team at Draper University. And, and, and if you're not familiar, Draper, it, it, the, the Draper we're talking about is Tim Draper, who's actually a billionaire investor. And, and you will meet Tim and you will work with his team on developing your idea. So, I mean, just fantastic stuff. Uh, if you're not a student, uh, some great organizations out there like Futurepreneur, Business Link, ATB's got a great entrepreneurship center, uh, Community Futures if you're located rurally, AWE, the Alberta Women Entrepreneurs Group. Uh, I've got 30 pages of financing resources and grant programs available. So yeah, really just so many fantastic resources. Wow, there is so much available for people to access. So if there are people listening who want to connect with you, maybe they just want more information or maybe they think that they might want to start a business, how do they connect with you? Yeah, you could you could reach out to me uh, by phone or, or text at 780-233-3253, or you can email me at dale, D-A-L-E dot shab, S-C-H-A-U-B at norquest.ca.
Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today, Dale. Uh, this information is so important for the students and the staff to hear, and we really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Tyra. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Career Quest podcast. You can connect with the Career Center by emailing us at careercenter at norquest.ca or by visiting our webpage, norquest.ca slash careercenter. <laughs>